MFs. Hustle like you broke. Still doing it? 30 episodes in? It's been a fun ride so far. Started back in mid-April. It was actually the week between the Coachellas, what was intended to be the Coachellas, that is, that we started this thing. And uh, turns out I haven't done a live gig since. Not sure about my associates today, but uh, we figured this would be a good opportunity to bring it back home to the core four, talk about what we've been up to during this phase three. At least it's phase three here in Massachusetts where I live outside Boston and our resident tech support who lives a couple hours west of here. Not quite sure what phase that they are in down in Miami, Florida. Perhaps Dallas can tell us a little bit about that in a while. Perhaps Chris and Kyle can catch us up on what stage they're in down in California. I'm not convinced of what these stages mean anymore. I call this one malaised and confused because there's just so much unknown and shit. For all I know, we, we're going backwards before we go forwards. But for the most part in the Northeast, things are going okay. Doesn't mean we're ready for live entertainment. Doesn't mean we're ready for audiences with sports. All I know is, talked a lot about politics in these last few episodes after promising I never would but the truth of the matter is we have become a fucking fascist state and uh, shit pisses me off so fuck it gloves are off I'm talking about it our president is a fucking fascist his followers are the worst of humanity And uh, fuck them. We got an election coming up. I hope everyone's registered to vote. I hope everyone gets to the polls. I hope we can turn this shit around. Because if we don't, sure doesn't speak well for our industry. Half my clients are international. People I talk to these days, every conversation starts with, Shit, it's fucked up over there. You okay? It's not exactly what I, uh, I'm used to experiencing. And uh, of course they're right because most of them can freely go wherever the fuck they want to go. And yeah, they wear masks because they're fucking responsible humans. There isn't this bullshit like there's a fucking hoax going on like it's a big fucking conspiracy they're just trying to get back to living and no music festivals aren't happening there either but they're leaps and bounds ahead of us and best of all for them their mortality rates are better their deaths from this fucking virus are much lower. I cited a report 
on an episode last week. I don't even remember the numbers. This shit. I, I mean, it just—I I don't know. At this point, it goes in one year and one out the one out the, out the other. All I know is we're over a hundred and fucking fifty thousand deaths, and whether that's res- result of fucking spikes, like Kyle likes to talk about, or not talk about, or fuck with us about. Nothing, Kyle. Nothing. You don't have anything. Well, there's. <laughs> With regards to spikes and all that stuff, yes, we do. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a spike, but we do have a lot more uh, people reporting that they're having issues with the uh, COVID-19. Uh, so, could they have already had it now it's just now showing up? Possibly. I don't know, but I just know this much. Um, all you got to do is wear your damn mask and we'll be good. Um, and, and just stay apart. I mean, I don't see why it's such a problem. People saying that, you know, you're infringing infringing on their rights. No, you're just trying to keep you and everybody else from catch from catching something that could potentially kill you. So I don't see why there's such a problem in wearing a mask. Is it uncomfortable? Yes, it's uncomfortable, but you just rock it when you're around people, and then when you get back in your car, you take it off, but I see people rocking it when they're in their cars by themselves. That's silly. But if you're in a grocery store, convenience store, you know, anytime when you're around some people you don't necessarily know, rock a mask and we'll be good. But, you know, people want to be bullheaded and saying that, you know, this is not American. Is this not the third? They're, they're a bunch of idiots. There it is. All you non-mask wearing motherfuckers are a bunch of idiots. You heard it from the source. Put the damn mask on. We can get back to making money. Get back to having a good time until they figure this stuff out. But I mean, come on, man. This is this is absurd. I mean, you can't go anywhere without with you can't go anywhere and and just enjoy life anymore. Just put a damn mask on and stuff would ease up and then you know life would be not what it was but you at least have a life i mean to say you you can't even go get i mean and it's funny with even with a haircut or pedicure or something like that those are the most sanitary places in you know sanitary places period because that's what they in order to even get a license you have to be up on all the safe sanitary stuff because you are dealing with people in their personal space hair you know nails and all that stuff digging in and nail beds yada 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 so they have to be up on the cleanliness. So for them to even get shut down, you can't even get your normal grooming because people are too stupid to put on a freaking mask and go get your shit done. So, I mean, it's it's just whack. I'm over it. I want to get back to some sorts of not even normalcy, some sense of being able to live. I mean, and me personally, I don't fuck with people. So this social distancing is me anyway. I don't like to be too close to me. If I don't know you, don't come holler at me. Don't dap me down. Okay, how you doing? Good, good, good. But just as a rule, I don't, I don't, uh, uh, you know me, Matt. I don't hang around a lot of people like that. I keep a low profile, stay out the way. I greet you. I say, hey, how you doing? But I'm not all chummy chummy with everybody just on a random. So this social distancing is my normal. But the fact that I can't even go to my, 10 a.m. movie theater and have a theater to myself and watch a movie dead center. 
I'm weakened by it. That's a wrap. I'm, t- I'm irritated. <laughs> I mean, that that all rings true to me. I'm I'm trying to picture you getting yourself a Manny Petty. I, I'm, no, I'm I get a Petty. No about. Manny. No Manny. Just Petty. Got to keep your feet right. Fair enough. <laughs> when you're standing up, mixing, and you know, trying to balance out audiences. You know, you got to keep your groove. You, if your feet aren't balanced, you know, you got to sit down. And, it, and the mix doesn't feel the same when you're sitting down versus standing up. There's two good pieces of advice from a world-class audio engineer. So all you aspiring front of house people out there, keep that in mind. Well, I mean, I, I don't even remember if I had anything more in my intro that I wanted to say today. I think I already told everybody to just get to the fucking poll, so... I'm going to leave it at that. And Kyle, since you're already engaged in conversation, you know, let's, let's talk about you for a minute. I, I want to catch up with everybody. I want to give everybody an opportunity to tell us what they've been working on. You know, we're all hustlers here. Some of us been working more than others. Some of us been, you know, just taking that, that family time, taking advantage. But, uh, but I know you've been working. So for our listeners, tell us what you've been doing. Well, during this coronation, I've been doing a lot of what I call hallelujah work, <laughs> which is uh, keeping this the church services uh, live stream up to par. I mean, we record multiple services on any given Saturday to be uploaded the following Sundays. And, uh, you know, just pretty much homing back in on the studio chops, because even though you're not mixing the service live. You are mixing it live for rebroadcast at a later date. So you keep, you still give it that same element of what's happening in the moment. So you don't make it perfect. You got to still leave it a little greasy, you know? So between doing that, I've done a few things for that were televised that, miraculously came off without a hitch the BET awards I did that which was which was kind of awesome that came off real good this year very um, well very well shout out to Jesse Collins and his team that actually was very well put together and and definitely a model for what uh, an an event of that nature in a virtual space uh can be and and how to think different about doing things well but I apologize for cutting you off please no, that's all good I mean it that 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 thought pattern that they did was they thought completely outside the box and uh, you know, everybody was in their own environment, but yet they made it one in the end. So that's what made it such a dope experience because you have all these different sites, different con different content. I mean, nope, nothing was done in the same vicinity. So it was all over the place, but yet they gave, still gave it a cohesiveness that trend that, you know, and it came off very well for the for the general public. Uh, I was also in, engaged with the uh, we did the um, what was the other thing that I did? It was the uh, oh my gosh, Global Citizen did that as well. Um, that came off real good. Uh, did that with Usher and on the BT where I did that with artist named D Smoke. But nonetheless, the the television world has been a lot different because again you're doing it in a sound stage and you have to act as if you're rocking in front of thousands of people so you're playing to yourself but you have to have that mental 
uh, thought pattern as if you have thousands of people screaming and yelling. So it, it's it's a kind of a you know a mind fuck per se. But nonetheless, once you get into that zone, you really have to like become going to your uh your imaginary side of yourself to to bring that out to make it like you know you're doing xyz in front of all these people which you're only doing it to maybe 10 people if that so you just have to become creative and again all these different genres of or of programming of content that they put together when it all came together it was as if they were in front of you know thousands of people screaming and yelling their name and that's where the that's where the artist needs that applause and that's where the it's kind of strange right now because you're not getting that applause, but you have to fake the applause. You know, we're doing the iHeart Music Festival coming up again, another virtual situation. So we just and everything is just stepping outside the box. What is a new normal? I hate that verbiage. I'm tired of hearing it. But what's the new approach? What's the new way of not even a new way? Just you know, you got to become creative, and this is a new creative way of, you know, the evolvement of entertainment. You know, uh, it's like being an engineer. I don't mix the same way this year that I mixed last year or the prior year before that. So you got to, you know, stay ahead of the curve or else you become extinct like the dinosaurs. So now with this new way of broadcasting and performances, if you don't adapt, you're going to get caught up in the sauce. So I, like myself, you know, since I did come from the studio world, I've been able to hone back in on my studio thoughts and th- studio way of approaching shows and mixes per se to uh, keep myself busy so that I can, you know, be a part of these performances from a mix engineer perspective as just on, except from just being a live sound. I'm going back into my broadcast world now. So it's been a good uh not transitioned, but just reigniting those those ways of performancing performance and work ethic, my workflow. Because the live side versus the studio side are two different flows. So you have to. I'm just homing back in on where where my roots started from. Very cool. Well, good to see you staying active. Good to see you've been uh, spending some time and. Brother Banks' territory. I wonder if he feels like you've been encroaching on his space a little bit. Why don't we bring him out here next? How, can, I encroach? How can you encroach, encroach on anybody when there's so mean? much opportunity out here? California is huge. Now, if we came up to Amityville, you know where you are. <laughs> you know, fuck around with Jaws and shit. You know, that's that's now we now we've been stepping on your toes, but Cali is, is relatively large. I see how it is. I see how it is. And I know Brother Banks isn't going to want to take you on. That's why I'm I'm going to bat for him and saying, you know, the, the, the church space is his. So you can, you know, stay the fuck off. Make sure that Brother Banks get his. I mean, there's enough food on the plate that we can all eat. We need to be stealing his shit. I'm just saying. Right. It's called an offering. You can't say church space and fuck off. In, in the same yeah, you can't do that. Fucking ain't right, I can. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that mm. I mean, he said, my, I live in fucking Amityville. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, at least I can go outside without, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, the shit in California is fucked up. 
Well, your power was fucked up the other day. Uh oh. Blah blah blah. Hello? Yes, I will take that hit. To our <laughs> listeners who wouldn't know this if not for you having a big fucking mouth. <laughs> Technically, listeners, this is take two of yeah. this broadcast. This broadcast actually took place two days ago. Tuesday. No, three, three days, days ago, ago. Actually, three days it was ago. Monday. And I had been on Cape Cod, came home to do this broadcast a day early. My family stayed down there for an extra day, and we were 15 minutes in right around where we are right now, and boom, the power went out for three hours. And uh, yes, it's true. We didn't get it done then. Hopefully, we'll get it done now. I mean, it's kind of wild because... We're, this is now episode number 31. That has not happened to any of us before. Maybe there was something about that episode, something karmic about that episode that made that meant Monday wasn't the day. But today, today it's, uh, it's Thursday, Thursday the 30th. This episode should air next Tuesday, which will be August the what, 4th. And um, I mean, uh, apparently the, today was, uh, was the day, or at least... Uh, so far, was that then, Jaws? Was that Jaws two or three where he bit the electric pole and shorted out the city? Fuck if I know what you're talking. I don't know. About. I don't know. What you remember that Jaws and he when he bit that pole when they tried to fight him and a whole power went out. Okay, you trying to blame me? You trying to blame me for real? You're trying to blame me? Okay, that was Jaws two. Okay, I knew that should happen. So it happened in real life. Then okay. Moving on, Brother Banks, this is your time that Kyle's encroaching on yet again. I just want to open the floor to you. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Talk Uh, to us, Brother Banks. What you got going on? How's it going? Well, you should uh, know that I've I've got a tasty beverage in my hand. Ah, Cocktails are back. I love it. It has returned. Probably just for today. Just for today. I mean, um... It's it's been interesting, uh, you know, since we first had our introductory recording and podcast. You know, um, <laughs> a lot has changed. Um, I learned that I have a lot more patience than I realized. You know, being a father of a seven-year-old daughter, and when this whole thing happened, you know, the school shut down and she had to come home and. Every day we had to do the distance learning with lots of reinforced teaching at home. So that took up a lot of my time every single day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just trying to, because I'm gone a lot. You know, I, I, I really kind of value this time more because I am gone so much and I don't get to spend as much time as I would like, you know, with my daughter. So it was... Definitely, it's been amazing. It's been fun. It's been challenging, and um, you know we've had a, we've had a great time. And since you know I've kind of jumped back into a lot of the church sectors that I've been away from for a while, um, I've been able to take her on some of the things that I've done, and it's been great. You know, kind of showing her what I do, and you know, I mean, she sees it. You know, for from time to time when she goes to rehearsal, but to see me, you know, kind of like in the mix and doing different things. And it's, it's been, it's been great. You know, we have conversations about it. So that's been fun. Um, But I mean, mainly I've um, just as Kyle, you know, churches are really the only thing that's really going on right now. Um, 
I have a few artists that have done, you know, some in-home things like they've done some in-home broadcast and, you know, some of the MTV, um, Disney stuff. Uh, there's been a few artists that have done some things from their homes and things of that nature that I've had to go in and actually set up a system and uh, we've had to purchase gear so they can do broadcast from home and actually do a live stream from home. So that's, that's been interesting, you know, going into people's houses and kind of teaching them how to kind of be a, you know, a little tech, you know, themselves to mix things and get things set up, you know, cause you don't want to be coming in and out of, you know, people's homes. People are still, you know, very leery about everything. So um, that's been interesting, you know, a lot of video calls and okay, what button is that again? What, what am I cooking up? What am I? Oh, it's this one right here. I label it that one. Okay. So that's been fun. And then the churches, I've been involved with a lot of, a lot of churches, um, not just mixing broadcasts and doing their live stream stuff, but installs, uh, like major installs with a you know, few churches here in Southern California. Um, I've done a lot of video stuff, you know, I've gotten into rigging, I've gotten into, you know, brushing up on my electrical trops, you know, wiring stuff. I mean, it's, it's been the whole gamut. I've, I've been doing everything, uh, website building. <laughs> I mean, you name it, I've done it. Storage, offline storage, cloud storage, servers, networking. I've been jumping into all of it. Um, you know, nothing I am straying away from. If I don't understand it, then I'm calling buddies, bringing in other people, reaching out to my contacts, you know, um, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I'm just trying to stay busy, you know, and really just trying to weather this storm. I mean, you know, this is kind of unsure right now, especially in LA. I mean, it's really fucked up in LA. I don't, like you mentioned, what phase are we on? I don't know what phase we're on in LA. We've taken three steps back and one step forward and then eight steps back. And I don't know what phase. I mean, it's, it's out of control, but you know, I've, I've been doing my best just to, you know, help people that are needing help in this time. Um, I've taken a lot of time to kind of, you know, mentor some people and talk to some people and, um, you know, just encourage folks because a lot of people are kind of hurting at this moment. And when you're working on the road, you don't get a chance to really, you know, reach out to your colleagues and talk to people as much as if, you know, if you're not on tour with them. So I've really trying to, you know, taking the time to just encourage people that are struggling and figuring out stuff. And um, for one, I mean, the people who are trying to do, you know, their EDD and stuff like that. Um, you know, my girl, she's been helping a lot of people with their EDD. It's, we've come, become like a resource center for a lot of people, walking them through the process and getting them certified and, you know, getting through the, the the call centers and all that stuff. I mean, it's just everything, you know, just just trying to really just help as many people as I can with, you know, whatever resources or whatever things I have, my knowledge. And, um you know, early on in the thing. And even just recently, I've, 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 I've had a few people that have, you know, taken their lives, you know, because of this whole situation. So I've really been trying to, you know, make it a point to, you know, you know, touch base with people and, and just be a positive, you know, person. And people hit me up on, you know, on Instagram and Facebook when I post stuff and, you know, I try to dialogue and have these conversations and, you know, just encourage people. And, you know, people ask what you're working on, what are you doing? And, you know, I just try to stay engaged. And, and even like even my colleagues, you know, I try to put them on stuff when I'm doing 
things that require, you know, other people, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep us all going and keep us all happy and positive and money in the pockets and all that stuff. Um, Cause everybody wasn't able to get, you know, the EDD, everybody hasn't gotten a PPP loan or SBA or EIDL, all that stuff, you know? So I'm just trying to be that conduit to be an encouragement to people who are struggling, you know, put money in people's pockets, you know, uh, have these sessions where we kind of brush up on our skills and, you know, help people gain knowledge they didn't have before on all kinds of different things. Um, that's pretty much it. You know, it's, it's just been really busy for me, you know, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. And, uh, it's just, you know, honestly, it's been good to be home and just spend time with my family and to still get out, you know, get out of the walls, you know, when the walls are closing in and, to be able to work on these projects. Those consultation fees are good too, aren't they? The consultations are serious, man. There's there's a, there's a consultation fee if we're having a conversation on the phone and I'm walking you through mm-hmm. stuff. There's there's a walkthrough mm-hmm. fee if I'm coming on site. There's a project manager fee. There's all different fees. There's all different stuff. I have to I can't just pit myself out for free. I got to make sure that people respect my knowledge when I'm bringing to the game. So that's why they call you banks. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> diversify your bonds. You have to. You must diversify those bonds. Oh, there it is. That's Matt always hating about trying to get your money. We should charge you for. We should charge Matt for having us be his co-hosts. <laughs> there we go. You should be paying me, motherfucker, for the opportunity. You're welcome. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we love you, Matt. That's why Brother Banks is Brother Banks and Kyle is Mr. Motherfucker. That's right. Don't fuck with me. I need all this shit. Oh, I'll fuck with you. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Man. (laughs) There's Mr. Motherfucker trying to steal Banks' time again, but not at all. It's all love. It's all love. Gotta keep it balanced. That's it. Well, Brother Banks, you're a good man. I'm sorry for your losses. Yeah. He has all gains. Where you hit a loss? Everything nah. he said was about gain. Motherfucker, why don't you try and listen to what other people say instead of just talking all the time? <laughs> yeah. Nah, we're talking about just lives lost. And oh, no, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah. trying to. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, even though I talk, not records, but I do talk heavily about this corona stuff uh i recently had my um my uncle's father-in-law passed because of covid um he was 80 and this just happened the other day so i mean it's real i mean it's not a game out there but you know like i said people just do the the little things to help curb some stuff from bringing it to your home you know that speaks volumes so it it is it's real. It's a real virus out there, and it's and it's jumping over the top turnbuckle and taking people out. So you know we just need to just be more, you know, sensitive to especially the older generation out there and making sure that they stay safe. There it is. Well, that leaves the incomparable Christine Dallas yet to be introduced today, and Dallas is one of the best hustlers that I know. Again, I've talked about how I met her, the jobs that she has done, the the ways we've worked together. And, you know, as soon as I had an opening and could bring her on the road, I said, Dallas, please come with, let's do this. You're amazing. So 
certainly not least, as they say, last but not least, the incomparable Christine Dallas on the program today. How are you feeling today, Dallas? Well, I love talking to you guys, so I'm good like that. But um, even, I think even I can... motherfucker, really, all of us, yeah. just her. yeah, 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 definitely. But I think I can echo some of the sentiment of um, Chris and Kyle, and that you know, anger and frustration of this situation is real. And unlike our dear audio chaps, my specialties are not something you can necessarily pick up on at this time. There's no, uh, you know, place of worship, so to speak, to go to. Um, I was fortunate enough where one of my clients did need me for a private project. So that was a nice surprise and, you know, very much appreciated. But after those 11 days, that's about it, folks. So, um, yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's hard being, you know, I'm in Miami, so we're now another hotspot. We seem to go through this cycle once before. Obviously, politics plays into this game. It's also, you know, we're a tourist destination, and I do think that I think a lot of our local folks seem to have left town, and I think we've got a few people from out of town here, which I believe could perhaps affect this spike. But nonetheless, I mean, we have areas of the city that are in curfew, under curfew rather. Um, We're taking it very seriously, or the city is. But, you know, as for our livelihoods, I mean, today was nice to see the live coalition um, demonstrating in front of Mr. Rubio's office. Very necessary. So let's hope that does something. Um, But I don't know. It's a real challenge. And at this point, I'm not feeling very warm and fuzzy about 2021 because from what I see, vaccine, no vaccine, all this nonsense, I think at the end of the day, until we get immediate testing results, where within 10 minutes or tops an hour, we should have an answer to know whether, you know, we just can't move forward. I think as soon as we can get immediate testing, we'll be able to like open up the floodgates and get back to business. But I don't hear anybody talking about that. All I hear them talking about is, you know, nutty doctors that have no qualifications talking all kind of crazy stuff. And then, um, you know, everybody else arguing or politicizing this game. And I think for those of us who are living it, what I'm seeing is a lot of our brothers and sisters out there are taking it really hard. And I think coming into the fact that we're at about the eighth month of the year, it's really getting psychologically bad you know and I think if we can like Chris is doing if any of us can reach out to others and help each other get through this whatever and however that takes um we need to do it so there's I do see some positive programming happening out there but the reach you know it's hard to get that reach and I think as is the nature of many of us that are in this business you know we're rather independent people and we're not very good about saying hey I need some help so um, but you know, I, I like to believe that we will get out of this, but I feel at this rate, I'm going to be a hundred years old <laughs> and I don't know if I could do my gig anymore, but I'd like to think that, um, something gainful will be seen, but it's hard. It's hard. I don't know. Well, it's definitely hard, but let's, let's also point out Dallas that you have spent uh, what 20 plus years on the road and, Hard though it is, for the last six months, you've been able to spend time with your family, take care of your house, do some things you haven't been able to do before. I know there's a silver lining here for you. Am I right? 
I mean, it's, I'm not the type to wake up and doom and gloom it, and I am going to take advantage of things. And absolutely, yeah, I'm fortunate enough that you know my family's close and that I can help them out because my parents are definitely in the category of uh, concern. Yeah, absolutely. But um, but it's also weird. I mean, I've never spent this many nights in the same place in my life, ever, <laughs> literally. You know, in the many years I've been on this planet, never, ever. And that's a weird thing. And it gets to you after a while, no matter how much you like your house, you know, or the person you're living in it with. I mean, you know, I could really use a little, be great to jump on a plane and go somewhere and speak a foreign language and eat some fabulously foreign food. And, you know. I miss those things. Well, I, I, I'm right there with you. This, uh, these months of being here in the house with my family, Groundhog Day, every day. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely a new experience. And, and I love my kids. And like Banks was saying, you know, with my, my kids being home and having to try and be a a, a parent teacher. I, I mean, he did better at that than I did. I, I am a hundred percent sure about that. When he'd talk about it, sounded like he was engaged. His daughter was actively working. I, I can't say that my children were actively participating every single day to the capacity and to the extent that I wish they were. And frankly, I'm not sure that, uh, well, part of me wishes, I suppose that I was more engaged with that, but, uh, Shit, that shit's frustrating to me. I, I this whole thing is hard, and and Dallas, you know, like you were saying about Chris and Kyle, for me, you know, I'm I don't have a specialty as an audio guy, or anything like that. I'm not a video person, a lighting guy. I have friends that are, you know, in all of those departments, all of those vocations that are gainfully employed with virtual performances and. Uh, you know, working in film and television on shows and programming lights and putting packages together for things that can happen in one form or fashion that is not viable for us. As, as a tour director, I'm used to putting these parts together. As a producer and a promoter, I'm used to running these live events, but we're not doing live events. So, I mean, for me, I guess that's part of what what drives me, why, why I hustle the way I do. I, I'm a workaholic and, and uh, I struggle to balance my family time even now, to be honest, because, because man, maybe it's my fear that I don't have that specialty skill that drives me. But I mean, I've got a few clients doing live events. None of my bigger clients are really active. I was talking to an agent right before this podcast that reps one of my larger clients. I won't say whom because she joked. I, I, I threw an idea at her about something I thought that we should consider. And she said, Matt, you know, he's not a good live performer. That's not a good idea. And I just cracked up. I was like, are you serious? You're his agent. And she said, he knows this, you know, this, We've talked about this before. Putting him in front of camera is not the thing. And I was like, but I just want to get these guys working. I just want to figure out something that we can do. I mean, the good news is she was calling me because she had three other clients that are looking to do drive-in concerts. And hopefully those are things that I'll be undertaking. I do have a few clients, like I say, that are 
doing virtual events in some form or fashion where I'm buying and selling and putting the pieces together and doing what I do. I mean, I, I guess I am fortunate that I've found a number of other little things that I could work on, a couple of partners that uh, I'm creating new alliances with for new business opportunities and possibilities with you know, other forward-thinking ways of coming out of this coronation. And uh, with the assistance of Sam, uh, who's been with me for a number of years, Sam Helm, who's otherwise known as Tech Support uh, on this podcast, he and I have been building a, uh, a boutique merch store, truemf.com. Kind of started as a joke, Chris and Kyle. Everybody in Dallas, you know this. I mean, it was kind of a, the running joke. MF, MF backstage at the shows. And, you know, I joked that I was going to do a couple of T-shirts. And then people started saying, where can I get that? Where can I get that? And we actually have a line of backstage apparel, a line of off-tour apparel, nice golf shirts and hats and things. And, and people are buying it. And we've got a couple of people that are out-of-work industry employees that are selling it and making money on a commission basis in order so they can be earning. And we're giving a portion of proceeds to concert industry professionals that are out of work through charitable giving. So trying to do right with that, with True MF, and definitely appreciate the support we've received. And then I'm actually managing an act now. Uh, three young women, 14 and 12, 14-year-old twins and a 12-year-old sister. They go by Nora, Yara, and Rosa. They're a dance troupe from the Netherlands. Um, their dance, their, their troupe is called Let It Happen. And uh, they've actually seen an incredible spike in, in their, their following on, online, on social media, Instagram, TikTok, and they're getting television offers now. They did a Disney special recently. I'm curious what... Chris did with Disney, and if we actually indirectly overlapped on that, um, but it's uh, it's kept me busy. It's been pretty awesome. We're looking at some film and television projects down the road. Who knows what what'll come? But uh, hopefully, it gives me the opportunity to get you on on board, Dallas, and uh, help with our our backstage management and. Maybe there's some room for my audio partners here, Chris and Kyle, even Kyle, Mr. Motherfucker, who who we 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 joke, we we like to mess around, and uh, you know, but it's it's all love. It's it's like I've said before. You get Kyle and me in a room together, we're we're like twins. You know, I mean, people are like, are you guys related? You look alike. We, I mean, am I right or am I right? You're 100 percent right. 100 percent right. 100 percent right. And my brother Banks, I mean. Brother Banks, you're a good man, Brother Banks. I, uh, yeah. I appreciate that. So you He's man. so good, you have no words. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to relate the joke you were yeah. making before about Banks. <laughs> Brother Banks, he's one of a kind. Are you kidding me? You put him in that robe and those slippers? Mm. You get him on that tour bus with his eucalyptus bag and all that shit? Like, yeah, man. This guy is living the life. There's no question. Yeah, you got to treat yourself. <laughs> See, I'm still learning how to treat myself. What's that, that's Dallas? That's the other thing we miss. All our homies, all our crew, all our our principals. I mean, it's a drag not seeing all our people. Yeah. Well, not hearing all the stories, not getting mad, not getting able to shout a little bit, you know, express ourselves. 
do that. I mean, that's that part of the do. reason we started doing this, right? I mean, that's part yeah. of the reason we're here on this podcast. We get to have that interaction with each other. We get to bring out guests. We get to talk about, you know, what it's like. We get to reminisce about the road. We get to think forward about what we want to do and where we want to be and the places that we'll go and the things that we'll do and, and making new connections and, you know, hearing about interesting collaborative possibilities and, and, all and watching that. kids lose their minds for the principles. It's good <laughs> stuff, you know? I miss the crowds. Oh, I, I miss the crowds. I, I miss the crowds so much. That's I don't know if I miss security. Thing. Anybody miss security or catering? <laughs> no, I, you know, I always ordered out. I never pretty mess with catering too much. <laughs> no, well, I, come I on. I mean, let's, let's talk ta-da. about some of the episodes we've done, though. I was going to say, like, Shelly Lynn and ta-da. Like, yeah. I look forward to the catering at Coachella. Straight up, I look yeah. forward to it. That's certain, certain events, but as a whole, I don't touch catering. Sure, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like, we've had some great guests here. We've talked about these things. Dallas, when you said the crowds, I mean, Meg Dieter made a reference to her favorite thing, just seeing that crowd and the way that, you know, they, 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 that feeling that we get from knowing what we're doing and what we're bringing these people every day. I mean, that's, that's what I love and that's what I look forward to. And, and, and yeah, those engagements, I mean, let's let's talk about some of the guests we've had. I mean, going back to the beginning, this thing, you know, Mickey Kerbishley had such incredible insight about coming up in this this industry and Jim Digby with the Event Safety Alliance and what they're trying to do and in and, and bringing us back to work safely. And it, I mean, Dave Bauman in the tech I mean, that episode really blew my mind. And, you know, just thinking about the tech uh, aspect. And and I, I can't wait to see what it's like when we're talking to people that are introducing 5G technologies and things like that. And There you go, 5G. 5G. I mean, but that was a good one. And, and Bobby Schneider, we had a lot of fun with Bobby. And, and you talk about, you know, security, but Mason was great. Having Mason on the program was a lot of fun. And, you know, again, like for me, this is why I'm so glad that we're doing what we're doing. We're having these amazing conversations. We're meeting people in different fields, the Larry and Beth from the Red Sox, and just talking to the, you know, the pyrotech team and, Ian Simon, Adam Blackstone. It's, you know, I feel like I should name check everybody at this point, but every single one of them has been great. And, and I'll tell you something, one thing that tech support, AKA Sam does for us is he logs all the things people would like to change about the industry. And I just think that this is worth pointing out that 75% of our guests we've had, all told, 28 guests, including those episodes where we've had multiples. And out of those 28 guests, 21 of them have said, in reference to the things they want to change or do better in this industry, they've talked about crew health and wellness and mental stability and you know, and, and just taking care of each other and showing appreciation for one another. 75% see that as the area that 
we need to focus on and change. Safety, sanitation, that was number two. At a distance, 25%. 75%, I'm going to say that one more time, 75% said the focus should be on crew health and wellness. Banks, what do you think of that? That's accurate. I mean, we talked about it early on, you know, with uh, with Digby and a few other people. And it's, 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 man, it's key. I mean, and when we talk about, you know, health and wellness, we're talking about, you know, financial literacy, you know, we're talking about physical health and, you know, but we're talking also about mental health. I mean, all these components are things that we kind of, you know, stray away from and stay away from in the industry. But a lot of people need to be educated on how to sustain themselves when they're off the road, how to make wise decisions financially so that you're not, you know, struggling, you know, when you get off the road, that you don't leave all your money on the road. And, you know, just practicing, you know, just smart things to do when you're feeling down, you know, how to reach out to people, how to talk about it, how to express your feelings, just and having that support system where people are responsive, not just, oh, yeah, 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 I, I hear you, I hear you. But people who are actually engaging and concerned about, you know, their brothers and sisters, you know, we, we become family on the road. And, you know, some people feel that they can't talk about certain things or that they're just complaining. And it's like, no, nah, man, people all have their ups and downs and it shouldn't be a taboo thing or something that we stay away from when people are dealing with depression or people are dealing with addiction or, you know, all kinds of different things. You know, it's, if we're family, we should talk about it and we should treat each other like family. There it is. So Dallas, shifting back to you, I mean, any moments from this podcast you want to bring up? Anything, any memories that you have that you want to share in terms of the things we've talked about, the people we've connected with? Overall, I think it's been very interesting. It's great to hear people you know, explore their side and give them a platform that they can um, share their thoughts with us. I think, you know, as you talk about, I mean, I think Dearson for me, um, Patrick Dearson, that is with the activity, uh, a lot of what he said was near and is dear. Is it activity? Is it academy? I, I'm just activity, kidding. Activity, <laughs> activity, activity. <laughs> I fucked that one up pretty good multiple times when he was on. I was hoping you would ignore that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I mean, really, no, it runs a gamut. I mean, from Marcus, who came to us from um, the Netherlands, uh, you know, it is a global problem. And I think it's been great to hear these movers and shakers that are in our industry who may not be in the forefront, so may not be known to everybody, but they're the behind the scenes people. Um, I think it's great to hear their perspectives. You know, it's great to hear the charities and the Ashleys and the the women who are making their way through the business, um, you know, being younger and trying to um, find the path, so to speak, and having people like KD as mentors. Um, you know, I think all of this shows what kind of teams we are and, and what, what truly makes us the people that we are to, to build these cities and villages and, you know, incredible, amazing experiences that we do for people. Um, you know, I'm all about the live performance side and, you know, to me, the bigger the show, the better. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, does one stand out totally? Nah, all of them stand out in their own special way, I guess. Well, 
I appreciate that. I totally agree. Kyle, motherfucker, what do you got? You know what, man? With the mental stability of people, trip touring and everything, it's um, it's real. Um, like I always talk about not leaving money on the road, taking it home. But again, you know, people have to learn how to be responsible. You know, you come out here, you make great money, so to speak, considering that the median income is, you can make that, you know, what a person's monthly, that could be your weekly. So, you know, you make real money out here on this road and as fast as you make it, as fast as you can be lost too. So, you know, just sometimes me to pull your brother or sister aside and holler at them, let them know, you know, this, this, this world that we live in is fast paced. But if you take advantage of your opportunity and make, and again, make your money work for you instead of working for the money, eventually you don't have to be, you know, like, you know, some guys in the industry should have technically timed out a few years past. But since they didn't make the correct decisions, in my opinion, you know, they out here running running around here on buses and everything, you know, at 65 years old or, or older. You're like, yo, you should be chilling at this point. You know, this is a young man's game per se. So, I mean, for me, ain't no way in hell I'm going to be out here at 65 years old pushing nobody's faders. You know, I would have graduated and have my employees from Never See Productions out here rocking for me. And I'll be at home delegating, maybe flying and not checking on them. But I'm not jumping off a tour bus at 65 years old talking about, hey, what time is loaded? I'm not doing that. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a great foundation. It's a great learning tool, you know, and you can make a great career out of it. But, you know, it's grueling. This, 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 is, this, gig, this gig isn't for everybody. So you have to be smarter and, you know, work hard, work hard but play harder. So, you know, I'm, I'm all about, you know, just giving that information to the younger generation so they can, you know, won't have to make the same mistakes that you or I could have possibly made. Fortunately, I was, I was taken, put under the wings of a few solid individuals that gave me that early on. So, you know, I'm not, I hear stress, even now, even if, even though we're not touring or working like we normally are, I'm chilling. I'm not, in a stressful situation, you know, because, you know, you're not out here tricking your money off when you're making it. So, you know, that's just my take on it and how to let it breathe. You know, like I said, let it breathe. Like, why stress about it? It's going to come back. You, you, you have other skills that you can do to keep your, to keep your mind focused and keep your mind sharp. You know, besides doing this church and everything else, you know, I'm running around with my son making sure he gets these tools instilled in him. You know, he's doing Kumon. I run back and forth to Vegas to make sure that he's solid, you know. So it's about passing it on and not just homing it into yourself. And if, cause if we die with the olives in us, you know, what what do we do? We, didn't, we have to pass it on to the next generation. There it is. Well, do you have any, sh- any shout-outs for us, parting shots that you'd like to extend? I'm going to go down the line and give everybody an opportunity that we give to our guests every week. What do you say? I need to shout-out Mr. Technology himself, Sam. He, uh, he's our unspoken, unspoken hero. You know, Even though I put up the mix and everything, but he, he holds us down 
Um, he keeps keeps all of our guests in check, per se, giving them all the information they need to know to move forward with our, to help us shine. You know, he's part of the team. Without him, you know, we we would be, you know, trying to figure it out. And I'm not the one to be reaching out to people talking about, you know, this is what you need to do. This is what you, I mean, that's just not me. Everybody has a lane. And, you know, Sam, he's official. Let's give a shout out to my family, my friends, my little son, Austin T. He wears me out, but he he makes me go harder so I can, so he can go hard eventually as an adult. So, you know, that's where uh, Kyle T is, Mr. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. And Brother Banks, any shout outs, parting shots for you? I got to piggyback on what Kyle gave his first shout out was uh, Good Brother Sam. Sam has uh, definitely been an impressive figure on this uh, podcast. Just listening to him really embody that role as tech support. And I'm like, wow, you know, normally I'm used to being that person that's walking people through stuff and, you know, giving them options. No, check this, check that. But just listening to Sam's knowledge is like, wow. Like even we were dealing with some issues in the in the early part of the uh, recordings and, you know, buffering and different things like that. I mean, some of the things that he was recommending, I was like, wow, this, I didn't think about that. You know, it's, I always appreciate somebody else who has that mindset and that understanding. And so uh, just the documents, I mean, the, the, the Google Docs, I mean, just everything, giving us the backstory so we know what we're going into. Sam is that guy. And I think we need to talk more about Sam. And of course, <laughs> my family, you know, I got to say thank you to them because uh, it, you know, even though I talk about, you know, it being great, it, I've had my moments where I've been down, I've been depressed, you know, I've been angry, I've been, you know, the person that's like, okay, it's time for you to leave, you know, you should be on a bus or a plane somewhere in a hotel. But, uh, you know, they've, they've definitely rolled with me on my ups and downs and uh, been patient with me, loved me, giving me my space. You know, allowed me to disappear, take a long drive. And uh, I have to say that they've been an amazing support system. Very cool. Very cool. What about you, Dallas? Shout outs. Well, you know, of course, to the Mr. Sam, who I enjoy thoroughly working with him on this program. Of course, you all. And um, I don't know. I very much appreciate one of my clients who was willing to let me work this year. Um <laughs> We'll keep his name out of it. But otherwise, I don't know. Who else do I want to shout out to? You know, it's a short it's a short list. It really is. You know. But it's a good list. All right. Um, yeah. Well, there it is. I'm oh, gonna I shout out. I gotta say, Sam. Out? I'm sorry. I I forgot to mention Sam pays attention. I don't know if you guys were, Sam pays we're attention. Talking about Sam? Yes, we're talking about Sam. Sam pays attention. <laughs> pays major attention. Sam uh, blessed me with some bread. <laughs> it was amazing. Let me tell you something. And it was funny because the the first shipment what got delayed, you know, to COVID and all that stuff. And you know, I showed him. He was like, "Oh man." And so you know, I was like, "Oh, cool, man. I have a couple, you know, things we can salvage from it or whatever." But another shipment came in. And let me tell you something. My family, we love bread. And just to hear him pay attention to that one little small thing that came up in a conversation and his attention to detail and sent that we enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you. Where is Sam? Is he here? Well, slow down, motherfucker. I'm just checking. I'm wondering where he's at. He's <laughs> listening intently to every word. I am here. Oh! <laughs> 
Well, I was going to do my shout outs before we brought him out, but now the cat's out of the bag. So I'm going to quickly shout out my family, especially my kids, Jocelyn and Noah. I'm going to shout out all of you motherfuckers. I'm going to shout out our listeners, as well as all our guests, past and future. But I'm also going to shout out Sam. And uh, we did want to bring him out as a special treat to all of our listeners who have not met him. Introduce the hustler behind the scenes, the tech support we reference, the one that, you know, is the crew to the guys that are used to be in the crew. And I, I, I hope that he is bawling his eyes out based on all the accolades been thrown on him. I'm a little pissed off myself. I haven't gotten any fucking bread. So we're going to have to have a little chat about that after the fact. But nevertheless, Sam Helm, talk to us. How's everybody doing? Good. We're great, Sam. Uh, I appreciate uh, all the appreciation. Um, working on, I was trying to talk Matt into doing a podcast for probably like a year and a half um, before he finally said, you know, I think I'm going to do this with these uh, other three people. And I'm not going to lie. He picked pretty solid on the, on the co-hosts. What else you got to say, Sam? So, yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of been a pleasure on my end because I've, of the three of us, I've never actually been out with a tour. I end up doing road tech support when Matt's out or uh, when when another guy that we work with is out, um, giving them some of the resources that they need. So to hear from both, you know, all four of your road stories and then to hear from some of these guests, like it kind of rounds out the picture uh, of how I see the industry. Um, and it kind of fills in some of the gaps and explains a lot more uh, about like the general operational stuff that goes out. And it, once we finally get back to work, I think that I'm going to have a better knowledge of ways that I can continue to support uh, you guys when you're on the road and do it better. Well, there it is. Do you have yeah. any shout outs or parting shots for us, Sam? Uh, I got to give a shout out to Abby, uh, who is my wife. Uh, she's pretty dope. Um, it's been cool hanging out with her during COVID. Um, my, uh, family up in Maine uh, is pretty great. My family here in Massachusetts is pretty great. And uh, the four of you guys, because uh, without a ton going on, it's been really nice to get to know the four of you and uh, have conversations both on and offline. Uh, yeah, that pretty much rounds it up. There it is. Well, to our listeners, we appreciate you once again. And I think with that, we will sign off. I would only be remiss not to say Wear your fucking masks and don't forget to vote and hit us up on HLUB podcast on Instagram, hustlikeyoubroke.com. Sam also wants us to uh, roll out a Patreon, which I'm warming up to. So we may be coming around to that before long as well. To those of you on our mailing list, you may hear something from him about that in the near future. And if you're not on our mailing list, you should definitely subscribe. Oh, there it is. You hear that radio voice? So, so powerful. He must have turned himself up. Those are people with boom mics. I think he, I think he, he, he sounds, he sounds like he's on a, a, a night, the, the night, the night mix. Voice is just thunderous. I definitely practiced before I started camming on. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Ah, there it is. Yeah.
There it is. Well, on that note, thank you all motherfuckers. <laughs>